President Fillmore's Letter to the Emperor of Japan Japanese Reply to the President's Letter Commodore Perry's Letter to Senior Counselor Hayashi This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. President Millard Fillmore's Letter to the Emperor of Japan Presented by Commodore Perry on July 14, 1853 Millard Fillmore, President of the United States of America To His Imperial Majesty, the Emperor of Japan, Great and Good Friend I send you this public letter by Commodore Matthew C. Perry, an officer of the highest rank in the Navy of the United States and commander of the squadron now visiting your imperial majesty's dominions i have directed commodore perry to assure your imperial majesty that i entertain the kindest feelings toward your majesty's person and government and that i have no other object in sending him to japan but to propose to your imperial majesty that the united states and japan should live in friendship and have commercial intercourse with each other the constitution and laws of the united states forbid all interference with the religious or political concerns of other nations i have particularly charged commodore perry to abstain from every act which could possibly disturb the tranquillity of your imperial majesty's dominions the united states of america reach from ocean to ocean and our territory of oregon and state of california lie directly opposite to the dominions of your imperial majesty our steamships can go from california to japan in eighteen days our great state of california produces about sixty millions of dollars in gold every year besides silver quicksilver precious stones and many other valuable articles japan is also a rich and fertile country and produces many very valuable articles your imperial majesty's subjects are skilled in many of the arts I am desirous that our two countries should trade with each other, for the benefit both of Japan and the United States. We know that the ancient laws of your Imperial Majesty's government do not allow a foreign trade, except with the Chinese and the Dutch, but as the state of the world changes and new governments are formed, it seems to be wise from time to time to make new laws there was a time when the ancient laws of your imperial majesty's government were first made about the same time america which is sometimes called the new world was first discovered and settled by the europeans for a long time there were but a few people and they were poor they have now become quite numerous their commerce is very extensive and they think that if your imperial majesty were so far to change the ancient laws as to allow a free trade between the two countries it would be extremely beneficial to both if your imperial majesty is not satisfied that it would be safe altogether to abrogate the ancient laws which forbid foreign trade they might be suspended for five or ten years so as to try the experiment if it does not prove as beneficial as was hoped the ancient laws can be restored the united states often limit their treaties with foreign states to a few years and then renew them or not as they please i have directed commodore perry to mention another thing to your imperial majesty 
many of our ships pass every year from california to china and great numbers of our people pursue the whale fishery near the shores of japan it sometimes happens in stormy weather that one of our ships is wrecked on your imperial majesty's shores in all such cases we ask and expect that our unfortunate people should be treated with kindness and that their property should be protected till we can send a vessel and bring them away we are very much in earnest in this commodore perry is also directed by me to represent to your imperial majesty that we understand there is a great abundance of coal and provisions in the empire of japan our steamships in crossing the great ocean burn a great deal of coal and it is not convenient to bring it all the way from america we wish that our steamships and other vessels should be allowed to stop in japan and supply themselves with coal provisions and water they will pay for them in money or anything else your imperial majesty's subjects may prefer and we request your imperial majesty to appoint a convenient port in the southern part of the empire where our vessels may stop for this purpose we are very desirous of this these are the only objects for which i have sent commodore perry with a powerful squadron to pay a visit to your imperial majesty's renowned city of yedo friendship commerce a supply of coal and provisions and protection for our shipwrecked people we have directed commodore perry to beg your imperial majesty's acceptance of a few presents they are of no great value in themselves but some of them may serve as specimens of the articles manufactured in the united states and they are intended as tokens of our sincere and respectful friendship may the almighty have your imperial majesty in his great and holy keeping in witness whereof i have caused the great seal of the united states to be hereunto affixed and have subscribed the same with my name at the city of washington in america the seat of my government on the thirteenth day of the month of november in the year one thousand eight hundred and fifty two seal attached your good friend millard fillmore president translation of japanese reply to president fillmore's letter the return of your excellency as ambassador of the united states to this empire has been expected according to the letter of his majesty the president which your excellency delivered last year to his majesty the emperor of this nation it is quite impossible to give satisfactory answers at once to all the proposals of your government although a change is most positively forbidden by the laws of our imperial ancestors for us to continue attached to ancient laws seems to misunderstand the spirit of the age none the less we are governed now by imperative necessity at the visit of your excellency to this empire last year his majesty the former emperor was sick and is now dead subsequently his majesty the present emperor ascended the throne the many occupations in consequence thereof are not yet finished and there is no time to settle other business thoroughly moreover his majesty the new emperor at his succession to the throne promised to the princess and high officers of the empire to observe the laws 
it is therefore evident that he cannot now bring about any alterations in the ancient laws. Last autumn, at the departure of the Dutch ship, the superintendent of the Dutch trade in Japan was requested to inform your government of this event, and we have been informed in writing that he did so. The Russian ambassador arrived recently at Nagasaki to communicate a wish of his government. He has since left the said place, because no answer would be given to whatever nation that might communicate similar wishes. We recognize necessity, however, and shall entirely comply with the proposals of your government concerning coal, wood, water, provisions, and the saving of ships and their crews in distress. After being informed which harbor your excellency selects, that harbor shall be prepared, which preparation it is estimated will take about five years. Meanwhile, commencement can be made with the coal at Nagasaki by the first month of the next Japanese year, 16th of February, 1855. Having no precedent with respect to coal, we request Your Excellency to furnish us with an estimate, and upon due consideration this will be complied with, if not in opposition to our laws. What do you mean by provisions, and how much coal will be required? Finally, anything ships may be in want of that can be furnished from the production of this empire shall be supplied. The prices of merchandise and articles of barter to be fixed by Kurokawa Kahei and Moriyama Einosuke. After settling the points before mentioned, the treaty can be concluded and signed at the next interview. Seals attached by order of the High Gentleman. Signed, Moriyama Einosuke. Commodore Perry's letter to Senior Counselor Hayashi. March 10, 1854 United States flagship Powhatan, at anchor off the town of Yokohama, Edo Bay, 10 March, 1854 To His Highness, Hayashi, Daigaku no Kami, etc., etc., etc. Your Highness, in reply to the communication of Your Highness, which was brought to me yesterday by Kurokawa Kahei, and the chief interpreter, Moriyama Einosuke, I hasten to remark that it has given me the greatest satisfaction to learn from its contents that the imperial government of Japan has at last awakened to a conviction of the necessity of so altering its policy with respect to foreign nations as to consent to an interchange of friendly intercourse with the United States. Though the propositions set forth in the communication of Your Highness furnish strong evidence of the enlightened spirit with which the imperial commissioners are disposed to meet the suggestions which I have had the honor to submit, they fall far short of my anticipations, and I do not hesitate to say that they would not satisfy the views of the President. I cheerfully accede to those of the propositions of Your Highness which offer to guarantee kind treatment to such vessels of the United States as may hereafter visit the parts of Japan, or be wrecked upon its coasts with protection, and suitable hospitality to the people who may belong to them. Also, that provisions and other supplies shall be furnished to them and payment received for the same.
also that american steamers shall be supplied with reasonable quantities of coal and at fair and equitable prices these are all very well so far as they go and can be incorporated in the treaty which i shall expect to make but my instructions require me to look for an intercourse of a more enlarged and liberal character and i feel assured that the imperial government in consideration of the spirit of the age and with the full knowledge of my strong desire to conduct my mission in peace and friendship will no longer hesitate to enter with cordiality into a treaty that will be mutually honorable and advantageous to both nations the convenience of the immense and growing commerce of the united states in these seas will require certainly as many ports of resort in japan as are specified in the treaty with china and these must be free from any restrictions not recognized by the usages of free and independent nations in a word i again earnestly urge upon your highness the policy of fixing upon some written compact that will be binding as well upon the citizens of the united states as the subjects of japan it would be needless in me again to express the sincerest desire of my heart to bring these negotiations to an amicable and satisfactory termination nor will i again allude to the importance of such an issue important as well to save time as to prevent the necessity of sending from america more ships and men and possibly with instructions of more stringent import i have the power and the wish to meet the imperial commissioners in all good faith believing that there can be no more favorable time than the present to settle all the questions under consideration in such manner as will bring about a good understanding between two nations whose geographical positions lying in comparative proximity would seem to enjoin as a measure of wise foresight a mutual interchange of those acts of kindness and goodwill which will serve to cement the friendship happily commenced and to endure i trust for many years with the most profound respect signed m c perry commander-in-chief u s naval forces east india china and japan seas and special ambassador to japan End of letters.